0: one of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up
1: up your ass and get
0: Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I'm on the internet, as usual, and one of the things that kind of sucks about the whole pandemic is that I would often interview guests in person, but on this episode I have someone who is not really anywhere near Winnipeg exactly. You're still in the province, and before I introduce you, I think that um, one of the cool things about, about doing this show is that, you know... As a Winnipegger and as someone who's been very involved in the Winnipeg music scene, it's often easy to forget that there's a lot of great music happening outside of the perimeter and in all areas of the province. And over the course of doing this show, I think I've, I've ventured out a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but I think the guest on this one is probably the farthest north that uh, I've talked to someone in the province. So I think maybe to start this all off, if you want to just uh, quickly introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about where you're coming from musically, because what you do is very different than a lot of the guests I have on the show. Okay, well, my name is Rhonda Head. I'm from a Pasqua Cree Nation in northern Manitoba. It's it's right by the
2: park, six hour drive north from Winnipeg. And I started off singing classical music, and and uh, you know singing in Latin, in Latin, Italian, and French, and and uh, and I thought, oh, wait a minute, I should be singing in my own language, and my own language is the Cree language. Yeah. So I started. I started. Um, and I didn't, have, I, I you know, we lost our language because so what I started doing was started uh, writing my lyrics in Cree and then because I've been doing that the language has been coming back to me slowly so that it's, it's really wonderful for me and you know I've been singing in Cree all internationally and, and many times it's the first time that that uh, they that I've been invited. I uh, as an Indigenous person and singing in uh, Indigenous Cree language for the first time in, in uh, other people's territories and, and uh, so it's really exciting and I'm really proud to share, share my language with the world.
0: I like the, the switch there because, I mean, with, with a lot of classical music and opera, uh, people are used to hearing, like you said, Italian or French or German, and it just seems like, oh, it's accepted that that's the language that this kind of music's done in, but there's no reason why it couldn't be in Korean or in any other language. So it's very cool that you're kind of flipping that uh, tradition and introducing all these people to a language that they probably may not have even known existed. And, and yeah, that's true. And, and you know when I started um, uh, translating the Korean language and
2: Music, it just fits perfectly and it just flows like beautifully, like an Italian aria or a French aria. And the Korean language is is so beautiful and it has a spirit to it and it just fits perfectly. Uh, So I call it
0: the other language of love. (laughs) What kind of reception have you got from people who are used to hearing stuff in, in Italian, for example? I mean, how does that go over outside of being, oh, this is different? Like, what kind of reaction do they have? I love that. Well, because it's, when when I'm singing in a language, I find that that uh, my
2: emotion comes out clearly, and 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 uh, uh, I move the audience. So whether I'm singing in Italian, French, or Greek, it's still the same, the same vibe that that I'm putting out there for people. And 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 they said it. They tell me it's really beautiful. Like like uh, like if I was singing in Italian opera aria. They, they say it's beautiful, and I think it's, it's the way that, the, you know, the melody and, and the spirit of the language that, that makes uh, the
0: music beautiful. Okay, how did you get into this in the first place? Because you know, like, there's there's so many people making music in this province, uh, all over the province. But I think that that going the classical direction is maybe a bit unusual. Uh, there's this sort of a an idea of classical music being played by by old people off somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's like this 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 ancient, uh, you know, five hundred years ago uh, style of music. How did you, when you were younger, get into this? Because it's not the typical thing I think most people um, gravitate towards. You know, they go they go to maybe pop music or, or or rock or country or whatever. So why classical? What appealed to you about it? Well, what happened? It, it uh, I graduated from grade twelve and then I
2: got accepted into college into Toronto. So I moved to Toronto, didn't know a soul, three million, million people, and I didn't. buy well, any knew the family I lived with, but uh, and my classmates, but you know, nobody really knew who I. Who I i was and and i thought well gonna something different i'm going to try either acting dance or or voice okay so because i already had um you know piano and clarinet you know i I was already musical i could read notes so i well it's it's probably i should go into voice because i can read notes and and uh so i i um I Remember when there was phone books? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Toronto's phone book was like that thick, and then I, I looked under the music section, and it was that thick. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to find a music. I went into that, that inch, and I just closed my eyes, and, and you know, you know that old saying that your fingers do the walking. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I did. that's what I did, and and my my finger landed on on this teacher and, and i called him in toronto and, and he happened to live close by my neighborhood in toronto and you know toronto is like a metropolis so it was you know the stars were already starting to line up with me and i went to go and um for my first lesson this beautiful man opened the door he looked like i don't know but i forced myself to follow through with what i said and you know, he he took me. He welcomed me into his home, and and he started telling me about the anatomy of the voice. And he said anyone could sing as long as you have a nose. And and, and I thought, wow, I'm well. I'm gonna stick with this guy. He he, you know, um, because because uh, of racism, right? I was I I'd get judged all the time by my accent, and but he didn't judge me. He just uh, embraced me and and uh, started to teach he and he have and. He happened to be an opera opera singer in the in the uh, Toronto Opera, so uh, so and that's how I got started. So so you know I often tell when people ask me how I got into classical, I say it found me. I didn't go and and you know voice was the last thing that I wanted, to, but I just did it as a you know something to to try something different because I'm always doing something out of the, you know, uh, thinking outside the box and just trying new things that scared the heck out of me.
0: <laughs> well, I, I guess opera is definitely a new thing for anyone to try, right? Especially when you're just coming, coming out of school and stuff. But did you, uh, you must've had some kind of aptitude for singing before this, right? You must've, uh, at least, uh, no, nothing. No, nothing. Wow. That's, that's incredible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just, like I said, it, it found me and I fell in love with the, with the genre and, and, uh, you know, you you do need a, a certain voice to sing it, and I had it, and, and it was all, like, co- not coincidental. Like, like the stars were lining up for me, and uh, I fell in love with the, the classical music,
0: and, and that's what happened. So that's my story. It's, like, it's, a, it's a cool story, for sure. <laughs> How did you how did you go from, from from learning it you know doing those lessons to actually being able to um, become a performer and be, just to start doing your own your own music and your own concerts and your own records? What was sort of the trajectory between learning to sing this this style of music that was that was new to you uh, and then sort of taking it on as this is your career, this is your, your path? Well, it first started my, I didn't st- I didn't sing in public for a long
2: time, I was taking lessons and lessons, studying my voice and all that. And my first performance was singing "O Canada" at the Ocean Blizzard hockey game. Cool. And then, and and that that um, big roar of clapping and yelling—that—that, that, but oh, I, I think I like this so I do more. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I. That's what happened, and then I started getting invited to sing at galas and, uh, you know, um events, and then people were starting to come to me and ask me if I had any CDs. So it it made me think about recording. Yeah. So I I recorded my first CD in 2010, and and it recorded in five different languages: the Italian, French, uh, Latin, English, and Cree. And and it won an award at the Native American Music Awards. So it was my first first CD. And and uh, uh, the Lake Jerry, I, um, he kind of pulled me off to the side, and he said, "You know what? Nobody ever wins." On their first inaugural CD, and you did. He said, "I'm like, really?" <laughs> and you know, I only did the CD. I, I I only did the CD to make my money back. I didn't all
0: the doors that were going you know, open and all the opportunities that I able to experience. Yeah, well, this has taken you internationally now, right? You you've been able to. Uh, you had enough success that you've been going all over the world with with this uh, as a singer, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 quite incredible, and and uh, yeah, I'm and, invited and back to Australia
2: and uh, New South Wales and, and town again. So they're both. Burketown is um north east northwest and and oh, no, it's northeast and uh, south south Wales. I believe it's on the east okay. east coast.
0: What yes. I guess you know, you know, like you said, you went to Toronto, and this is kind of where where all this started. And you've you've been all over the world with your singing. What is it about coming back to your hometown, like coming back to northern Manitoba? Why why why, do you, why aren't you off in California or Italy or something right now? What's the appeal of sort of you know returning back home after you do these 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 trips to to sing for for people all over the world? Well, how how I um,
2: uh, compose my melodies based off the landscape of my reserve. And and uh I don't know if we're about indigenous people. We're really we're really connected to our land where we come from, our territory. Yeah. And no matter where I go, I always come home to recharge and and uh you know, get my my um yeah, just to recharge and then you know, I do a lot of songwriting here and, and uh, it helps with my creativity and you know, I I love them at the land where I come from and, and no matter where I go, like New York, LA, Australia, I'm always happy.
0: That, 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 makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people probably uh, should do that rather than just, you know, going off and then staying in the, the glitzy cities or whatever. But um, what, uh, I, I guess, what has this past few, year and a bit, I guess, been like for you where, where no one's been able to perform and the pandemic has kind of kept everyone uh, at home, basically? Has it, what kind of struggles have you dealt with as an artist um, when you can't perform your art? Well, when the when the pandemic shut down the world, it was in, in,
2: and it seemed like the music stopped for a a moment. And and, um, I I was just thinking, you know, all my gigs got canceled. I I couldn't travel anywhere. I was supposed to go to Carnegie Hall to perform uh, there with the Flint Flan Choir. I was invited to back to Australia. I was supposed to go to Los Angeles. I was supposed to go record in Arizona. I was supposed to. Vancouver and it all got canceled, so I, I I was sitting at home and and thinking I'm like, oh, what are we? If I'm feeling like uh, like all the other artists are feeling the same way I am, and and uh, so I just I, I thought about, I thought and thought about it, and then this idea came to me to to start interviewing Indigenous musicians. Yeah. So. And and when I was traveling around, I don't, when I take pictures, selfies with the other artists, musicians, I'd call it indigenous. I I would hashtag indigenous superstars. So that's what I called my show, my online show, and it's doing really well. You know, I I've interviewed indigenous artists from all over the world from Mexico, United States, Canada, Japan, and uh, yeah, and um, I'm still trying to get uh, artists from Nor uh, indigenous artists from Norway, but. We're trying to, uh, the logistics of time, the time difference. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. So, but
2: yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going on my 89th guest this week. I started my show and, and, you know, I stream live on Facebook and, and, uh, YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel. You watch past episodes there. And I also have, a, um, a podcast. It's on, it's on Buzzsprout and, and Apple and Spotify. And, you know, people are, are downloading the, sh- the show from all over the world and, and I had no clue what I was doing when I began. And uh, you know it was scary, but like I said I was always do, if it's scary that means I gotta explore it. <laughs> <laughs> so I did <laughs> So I, I um you know, I did some studying on how to interview artists and, and uh and that's just what happened and, and a lot of the artists that, that I have interviewed, a lot of them are exclusive, like they wouldn't they wouldn't do an interview with anyone else but me because they they, I, they trust me. I've, yeah. I've known them for a while, and you know we've had a great, great connection with them. And so that's what's different about my show. And uh, I'm still going to continue on doing the show, even though you know we're kind of opening up slowly. But you know it's still going to go on because my show gives uh, our show gives their music.
0: And sharing your stories. Do you think that there's been sort of a a greater? It feels that like the, the, the indigenous music in general, from all from Canada and elsewhere, seems to be having a moment where it's getting a lot of attention in the wider music community. Do you, do you think that's that's accurate? It seems like we're, we're hearing more on the radio. We're seeing more indigenous artists playing big showcases and big shows uh, here in Winnipeg and elsewhere. Uh, what do you think about that? Is is it, is it starting to become more um, kind of well known within the wider community? it's it's starting to like uh platform
2: to show their music meanwhile like we're, uh there's some really fantastic in the indigenous community and and yeah it's really great that, that uh, uh other indigenous artists are getting out there and mainstream and, and it's really good the other thing i wanted to, to mention is that i recently got put it on in uh, in the socan board so i'm really excited to be be part of it. I'm, I'm uh, one of the Western reps for uh, Soken. That's
0: cool. Yeah, that's, that's that's a big deal. It is. It's really exciting. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. I've got lots to learn. Has that already started, or is that that's something that's coming up soon? Yeah, it's start, it started already.
2: I've been uh, attending meetings already. We're doing it virtually for now, and then uh, probably the new year we'll be able to start traveling. Cool.
0: What would you... Um, I mean... You know, if, if there's someone listening to this who who has always been interested in in classical music or in opera, what would you suggest? Like, how, what would you recommend to someone who wants to try it? Is it do you do you just want think they should just go out and do it like you did, or is there what would be kind of the path for you a newcomer? Know, what I would, what I what I did was was take voice lesson, and that's really important because there's a lot of
2: technique you gotta learn to, in in order to sing that that style of music, and not only that song but all kinds of music. You know, you you. you Study the voice, and and uh, you learn technique, and, and that's really important because you preserve your voice and you keep your vocal cords healthy. And just take voice lessons, and it's not an insult because you're I mean, a lot. Of, everyone has a beautiful voice. It's it's when I tell someone, give it advice to to take voice lessons. It's to learn technique
0: and to make your voice sound even better than the way it sounds. Do you have to do a pretty? Uh, serious routine of uh, maintaining your voice because I imagine you know you do a lot of singing obviously is, is there uh do you have kind of a regimen to sort of keep your your voice in shape and make sure you don't you don't lose it or don't uh you know have any health issues with your voice
2: um, a lot of um you know, um uh scales and you know the uh, regular what i learned in taking voice lessons those and then making funny funny faces and <laughs> Five hundred years ago
1: Across the sea they came Invaded our land Took away our home Mother shared a story Cut her hair and braid Punished child for speaking creed why were they so mean tell me how tell me now how do i stop the hurting the haunting and the pain 500 years 500 years the stories made
0: way for people to i mean i know that the pandemic has happened and like you said we're slowly coming out of it and, and gigs are going to start happening again and you'll be i'm sure touring and, and doing more things online and things like that but what's the best way for someone to find your music and, and to hear what you're up to where would you encourage them to check out uh, online they could check me out on facebook my
2: my profile's open i also have a youtube channel i'm on spotify um, i apple music and actually i'm actually releasing a, another song on August 3rd, oh, so cool. the, watch out for that. It's called 500 Years.
0: Cool. What, what, what's the story behind that one?
2: The story, I, I wrote it in, in when I went for a residency in Banff. Uh, it's about uh, and our history as Indigenous people, uh, our struggles that we went through, and stories my mom told me when she was in residential school. So I'm dedicating that song to the children of the residential school that never came home.
0: And what's that? When is that coming out? August third, you said. August third, and I also have a video with it. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. That's that's very very timely because that that issue is is very prominent in the public, uh, you know, everyone's minds right now because of what's been going on. So that's, that's been... yeah, yeah, perfect timing. How how it all, I, everything. That song,
2: I, I wrote it in one sitting. It just came to me, and I cried and cried, and I, I took so much energy out of me. I had to go and sleep. With my in my room at, in, at the BAM Center. And then that evening I went back to my hut and they and came up with a melody. So it just, you know, I believe the ancestors channeled through me and used me as a vessel to write that song. And then uh, I just wanted to re-release it. And I worked with uh, a producer, Chris Burke Gaffney okay. and created a real beautiful song. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that song with everyone.
0: And then if someone, uh, you know, the good thing about this being a podcast, as I'm sure you know, doing your own podcast, is that someone could hear this when it comes out, or they could hear it a year from now, right? So, uh, and by then, I'm sure you'll be uh, touring and playing shows and everything else uh, as well. So what's the best way to sort of keep up with, is Facebook the best place to go to find out where your upcoming shows are happening? or is Yeah, because there... uh, I'm uh, actually, so, uh, Monday, I'm going on a northern tour in Manitoba,
2: and then I'm doing a little bit of a southern tour this month, and then... Um in September I'm going on a ten city wide Canada tour with the uh, women of inspiration. Okay. Uh, and the road show, So that's what I'm I'm pretty busy right now. And and then um because I'm a host for indigenous Superstar, I'm also been in gigs hosting musical events.
0: You're, that's great you got a lot of work it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah it's, awesome. <laughs> it's always nice to hear too because i think that because of this pandemic a lot of people are are sort of once they come out of it they're not sure what they're going to be doing because it's all sort of new again right but it sounds like you've been keeping keeping yourself preoccupied over over the last oh yeah I, I don't know many courses i took and and you know just trying to keep busy and you know make myself when pandemic lifts yeah for sure that's awesome